Welcome to the Arborist News audio podcast brought to you by the International Society of Arboriculture. This audio version of the Arborist News CEU article is voiced by Paul Johnson, an educator in the field of arboriculture. This month's article is titled Biology and Assessment of Callus and Woundwood, written by Christopher J. Lully. Biology and Assessment of Callus and Woundwood by Christopher J. Lully. Objectives. Explain the circumstances in which callus and woundwood are formed. List the environmental and physical conditions that affect growth of callus and woundwood. Understand the implications of callus or woundwood on tree risk assessment. Tree response to wounding has attracted much attention from pathologists and botanists for the past 200 years, and man has been attempting to treat tree wounds for over 4,000 years. The reaction of trees to wounding is also a topic of importance to arborists who regularly wound trees by pruning and are also called upon to evaluate tree response to wounding in risk and plant health care assessments. Historically, wound response has been divided into wound closure, new growth formed after the wounding event and discussed in this article, and compartmentalization, various responses of pre-existing tissues. Two terms have dominated the discussion of wound closure, callus and woundwood. Understanding these terms has been a source of confusion for both scientists and arborists. This article will review the biology of callus and woundwood formation and demonstrate how this knowledge can provide diagnostic information about overall tree health, reaction to pathogens and insect pests, tree stability, and forensics. Unfortunately, the term callus has been used interchangeably with the term woundwood almost since the terms were coined. According to Wikipedia, callus was first used in the early 18th century to designate cell growth in elms after wounding. Kuster later identified callus as homogeneous, parenchymatic, and very thin-walled, undifferentiated cells, generally lacking lignin. Ikuchi et al. indicated the term is now used more broadly in botany to describe disorganized cell masses, citing several references that suggest varying levels of genetic and organ differentiation can occur in a callus. Fink's 1999 authoritative discussion of callus represented the historic, more conservative definition. He referred to it as undifferentiated parenchymatic proliferations frequently of mixed origin, but finally having a homogeneous appearance. In contrast, wound wood is highly organized wood with lignin, The term was coined by DeVries when he observed that wood formed after wounding had shorter than normal cells with a scarcity of vessels and medullary rays. Kuster broadened the term wound wood to include tissues formed after wounding that appeared similar to wood. So why the confusion? It likely stems from several facts. One is that callus formation initially precedes wound wood, but soon, within months, differentiates to produce vascular cambium which then produces woundwood. So callus is quickly obscured by this developing woundwood and is seldom observable, except in the initial weeks or months after its formation. Therefore, the tissue visible to arborists in the years after wounding is woundwood, while the tissue it is initially generated from is callus. Despite the clear anatomical and functional differences between woundwood and callus, many arborists, older scientific publications, and even some recent texts still use the terms interchangeably. A closer look at the biology of callus tissue and woundwood formation 
will help explain why confusion persists in the scientific and arbicultural world, and why proper use of these terms is important. Woundwood develops from callus or from uninjured vascular cambium at the margins of injuries that have damaged or exposed the phloem, vascular cambium, or sapwood. These wounds also result in a biochemical and physical reaction of pre-existing tissues that contribute to compartmentalization. Shallow wounds that only damage the outer bark do not stimulate the production of wound wood. Bark reacts to wounding in its own distinct way by forming wound or necrophilatic periderm. However, cells in the phloem or inner bark can contribute to the formation of callus and wound wood. Callus development can be detected within weeks in actively growing trees, usually after cells on the edge of the wound die. Callus is produced by enlargement, hypertrophy, or increased division, hyperplasia, of cells adjacent to the edge of cell dieback. Living cells without secondary cell walls can produce callus, including sapwood ray parenchyma, vascular cambium, and parenchyma cells in the bark. If patches of bark are removed that leave behind cambium and undifferentiated xylem, callus can form directly on the surface of the wound. Because of this, bark, cambium, and wound wood can reform on trees even when large patches of bark are removed. Stobie et al. showed fertilia that callus on the surface of these injuries had formed wound periderm, bark, before the formation of vascular cambium. Cells from the vascular cambium usually contribute significantly to callus, but callus can also form from living ray cells in the absence of living vascular cambium. Regardless of origin of the callus, a new vascular cambium can form from it and produce wound wood, xylem, and phloem. After vascular cambium formation, the callus cells no longer divide, but lignify while retaining their isodiametric shape. This means the cell's dimensions are about the same in all directions. The new vascular cambium continues to divide and cover the callus from which it was derived. Callus growth itself can seal small wounds or form extensively over large surfaces when larger patches of bark are removed, but is also covered over by wound wood within the first growing season. The rate of callus formation varies due to several host and environmental factors, but is usually fastest on young or fast-growing trees. Callus and woundwood growth varies considerably amongst tree species and has been related to insect pest resistance, such as the red oak borer in red oak. Callus can be formed by most organs of trees, including stems, roots, leaves, and fruit. Once formed, callus is totipotent, meaning it can be induced to form the entire plant or individual organs such as shoots, roots, or buds. It has long been known as a result of in vitro culturing that varying ratios of the plant hormones auxin and cytokinin influence what type of organs develop from callus. Woundwood forms from vascular cambium that differentiates from callus or can form directly from uninjured vascular cambium. Depending on the time of year, callus can develop and vascular cambium can differentiate from it within a few weeks after wounding. Once the vascular cambium is formed, wound wood with xylem, wood, and phloem, inner bark, 
can grow to start to seal larger wounds not sealed initially by callus. Vascular cambium produced by callus usually becomes continuous with pre-existing vascular cambium after its formation. The vascular cambium on both sides of a wound will also join and become continuous if callus and wound wood quickly seal or cover over a wound. Shigo pointed out that natural cracks may form where wound wood and callus initially join and seal a wound, and this can be the source of future seams or cracks that never completely seal. Normal bark with its own bark cambium can form from wound wood or it can extend from existing bark on the edges of the wound. Also, wound wood has no definite or predetermined form, but commonly takes the shape of the wound and callus that formed along the wound. As many studies have shown, wound wood that forms initially is anatomically different than normal xylem sapwood. In conifers, wound wood typically has increased density of resin canals. In deciduous trees, cells have increased lignin content, thicker secondary cell walls, and cells are often shorter than in normal wood. Vick et al. recently showed that wound wood in beech also contains extractives that are inhibitory to some fungi. With time, wound wood appears essentially the same as normal sapwood. Growth of callus and wound wood is faster towards the open face of the wound, presumably because of the absence of pressure from bark and other tissues helps seal the wound more quickly. Callus and wound wood can seal small wounds, half inch, 12.7 millimeters, or less, in one growing season on fast-growing trees of some species. Once the wound is sealed or covered by wound wood, further discoloration of the sapwood is slowed and progression of decay may be stopped or inhibited. Wounds not sealed by wound wood over several growing seasons almost always result in decay. For example, stem wounds larger than one square foot, 900 square centimeters, are twice as likely to become decayed as smaller wounds. Ram's horns are often found on large wounds if the wound wood curls into an opening or cavity formed by the wound or subsequent decay or if thick bark forms on opposing ribs of wound wood that prevent their confluence. Ram's horns usually prevent any chance of the wound eventually sealing. Research by Kane and Ryan showed some red maples have wound wood that is tougher and denser than normal sapwood. This appears to support common knowledge of the elevated strength and toughness of wound wood, and its use in hand tools where these characteristics are advantageous. Callus and subsequent wound wood development closely track cambial activity in trees. Numerous research articles have reported that wounds made after growing ceases or made during the winter will not form callus and wound wood until the next spring. These wounds will also seal more slowly once growth resumes. Dieback around wounds is also greater when wounds occur in autumn. Conversely, Callus and woundwood formation is fastest after wounding, and the amount of woundwood produced is greatest, and wound closure is therefore fastest, on wounds made shortly before or early in the season of active tree growth. Recent research has also shown that callus and woundwood can form even when trees are dormant, 
if temperatures are moderate. Shigo taught that wounds do not heal in the sense of restoring or replacing damaged tissues in the same spatial position. Rather, trees replace lost tissues and their function by sealing or closing over the wound surface. Both callus and woundwood can seal wounds, but woundwood is the tissue that seals larger wounds in trees and returns the function to the stem. It is generally accepted that wound dressings are not needed and generally do not increase wound sealing or decrease decay, possibly because of their inhibitory effect on callus and woundwood formation. However, some studies have shown that shellac or lac balsam can increase initial wound closure on some species, depending on the time of the year they are applied. McDougall and Blanchett showed that polyethylene plastic wrap increased callus and reduced dieback from wounds when applied right after wounding on certain tree species. This effect may have been due to the enhancement of conditions, such as high humidity, which apparently fosters callus development along the edge of wounds. Woundwood is considered a type of response growth that requires evaluation in tree risk assessment. Close observation of the presence or absence of woundwood, the amount and rate of formation, and its age can provide valuable information on when wounds occurred, tree health, and infection and resistance to pests. Presence or absence of woundwood formation is a key observation. Lack of woundwood formation after a full growing season can be due to several factors, some of which can have implications for tree health and the capacity of trees to contain decay or other pests. Neely indicated callus growth is regulated by bicipital, crown-to-root flow of carbohydrates and growth regulators. Callus and woundwood may not develop or develop slowly if radial growth is slow in a particular area. Physical restrictions, such as included bark, may also inhibit callus and woundwood formation after a branch is removed. Shigo also showed how the evaluation of woundwood around pruning wounds indicates whether a branch was pruned properly. Absence of woundwood formation can mean the tree did not have adequate vitality, measured in this case as available growth response, to support its growth or the tissues were damaged beyond response before, during, or after wounding. Absence of woundwood formation may also be due to the presence of pathogens, usually fungal, that are killing the tissues involved in woundwood response. In both cases, absence of woundwood formation is an indicator that a tree's defense mechanisms are likely compromised and could indicate decay or other pathogens are not being slowed by active tree defense responses. As woundwood grows, it produces annual rings the same as annual growth increments in normal wood. On some species, annual increments of bark and woundwood growth can be seen on the surface of the woundwood, providing a general indication of the age and the rate of woundwood formation. Species differ in their rate of woundwood production, and so species differences should be accounted for when assessing woundwood production. Internally, woundwood forms annual wood growth increments as in normal xylem growth. Counting these annual increments is a reliable method to age wounds, 
as well as cavities or decay columns that formed after a wound. The year and time of year that insect borer pest damage occurred have been dated using this method. Woundwood formation along a crack can also provide evidence for the presence and age of cracks between codominant stems or branch unions, or in wood before or after a stem failure. Assessment of the woundwood can therefore provide evidence of the location, age, and length of the crack. Callus is formed first in response to wounding by cells in the bark, cambium, and sapwood. Shortly after its formation, it differentiates to form woundwood. Initially, woundwood is anatomically different than normal wood. The rate of callus and woundwood formation is influenced by species, tree health, and the time of year a wound occurs. Callus and woundwood formation are fastest when wounds are made just before the growing season starts or when cambium is actively growing. Once woundwood or callus seals a wound, discoloration and decay of sapwood are slowed or may not develop further. Evaluation of callus and woundwood formation can provide evidence of when the wound occurred, tree health, and the response of tree to pest attack. Thank you for listening to this month's Arborist News audio podcast. An online quiz worth one CEU is available now to current ISA members. This quiz will become available to non-members in April 2016. Visit the ISA web store and search for online quizzes for the most recent CEU opportunities. Arborist News is ISA's bi-monthly serial publication that provides readers with the latest in arboricultural news and education. This magazine is an ISA member benefit and offers opportunities for ISA credential holders to earn CEUs. Become a member today to start receiving Arborist News in your mailbox or inbox. That concludes this episode. Please check back for the next Arborist News audio. 